Yesterday, at the Arts Festival, uh, our whole building was being used, and there's still a, a remnant of that in the trees that are uh, out uh, in the vestibule over there um, at the end of the concourse. And uh, there was singing in here, and there was handbells in the lounge and they, you could see them lining up to sing and whether they could still hear the bells I don't know but um, different thing but back in the hall um, there was a craft fair and as I wandered around it I could see things that were knitted or crocheted um, colourful jewellery some sort of homemade sweets uh, bright paintings, some amazing decorative glass, all sorts of things that had been uh, created, that had been made. And although I saw all this beauty before me, I was terrified. And I was afraid because in my hand... I had the mug of coffee that Mike and Jackie had just given me. And I thought somebody might bump into me and the coffee would go everywhere. And then I thought, well, maybe nobody will bump into me, but I'll still end up spilling the coffee everywhere. And then I'll feel sort of compelled to buy whatever the item is. And I've, I've, I've kind of had this fear ever since I was a young child. It's that fear that you have in a china shop. You know, and you sort of pull the elbows in a bit and keep the hands constrained. And you sort of walk through the middle of the aisle and between all the different displays, making sure that you don't touch anything. Because if you touch, that's it. It will all be over. And you just want to get out of there. Sometimes shaving our faith is a bit like that, isn't it? It's, you're afraid, you bump, you knock somebody the wrong way, somebody else will say something. And it will all go wrong. And so rather than pick up the precious objects, rather than look close, rather than bending down, you keep the elbows in. And you don't speak. But we've heard today of some folk that have taken that opportunity to share something <coughs> of their faith and as Leslie spoke she said about that bracelet that we got and the diamond and the precious object that, that it is and how we are precious in God's sight and that's the message that the Lord gives through the prophet Isaiah to the people in exile. They're not afraid of bumping into things. They're not worried 
about damaging the goods. They're there because they, they have fear because they're far away from home. And they don't know what's going on. And they have hopes for the future that we're there but have maybe become a bit distant. A concern that they will maybe remain there forever. And they have these fears. But the people in captivity have not had it all that bad. There have been times when their captors have tried to, to do a bit of integration. And some of the prisoners have had good jobs, haven't they? We remember the friends of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They were appointed administrators even in the province of Babylon. They are given a place of authority and some power. But even so, these children of God have also persecuted people. Those were not their original Hebrew names. They get given new names. And when the Hebrew-born administrators will not bow and worship at a golden statue of the king, they're thrown into a fiery furnace. Our passage reminds us of that experience. In verse 2, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. The young men were watched over by a heavenly presence. And they came out of the blazing heat without a hair singed. And that caused the king... Nebuchadnezzar to say praise be to God they did the dangerous thing they stuck to their faith and honoured God and the prophet also reminds us of the people of the exodus there's hints there about the crossing of the Red Sea and the entry into the promised land at the point of the Jordan. The hearers in exile would remember about the passing through the waters and how the Lord was with them, how he went ahead of them. How during the exodus... He had uncovered the earth from the water to allow their feet to pass. God's people, as they face a time of trial, need to remember that he is there with you. He is there on your faithful journey. He is there. Because you are precious to him. Each one of you is like a shining diamond to him. Very valuable in his sight. Now of course there are different ways we might treat precious objects. Maybe we are like those people that keep their elbows in 
and away from the item. Maybe we keep them wrapped in protective packaging and shut in the back of a cupboard. Maybe that's what you do with your precious things at home. Maybe the plates received as a wedding gift can sit still in their box 20, 30, 40 years later. Or you can eat chips off them and risk them becoming chipped plates. You know, it's that balance, isn't it? Something is made, but does it fulfil its purpose? Those of you that like to watch children's films, or maybe those of you that watch children's films even though you don't like to, um, might think of Toy Story 2 or even the Lego movie more recently. In Toy Story 2, the, the, there's a collector and he longs for each toy to be in its original pristine condition in its packaging. You know, the box has to be perfect. That makes it valuable. But is that what the toy was intended to be? In the Lego movie, there, there's a disagreement towards the end between a father and a child as to whether the items are supposed to be in their original way, the Lego built following the plan that was in the box with it, or whether there's an element of new creation going on and being reshaped and played with and that flexibility that Lego gives you, not just to be in a certain shape, but to be in many different shapes, coming together separately. We can metaphorically wrap our children in cotton wool, not exposing them to any risk or harm. Or we can encourage them to grow in a way that they do encounter some risk and so learn how to handle such situations for themselves. Building resilience for when more challenging things come in the future, maybe when we are not around to wrap them in cotton wool anymore. The Lord allows us to go into difficult settings. He sometimes encourages us to go into difficult places to, to encounter some things. But he is with us in those places. And he cares about what happens. And you might just now feel that you are in a real time of trial. A time of pain, a time of challenge. You might be thinking, what have I done wrong that God has allowed me to get into this mess? And why does he not get me out of this suffering? He is there with you. He is holding out his hand for you to take as you walk through the waters, as you brave those flames that are around you. Trust in his presence. He's there because he loves you.
and he longs you to be his and to know that love in its fullness the four cardinal points north, south, east and west are spoken of as yielding the children to return sons from afar and daughters from the ends of the earth but note who these children are they're not limited in number they are not confined the text as a whole that Isaiah is delivering the, this message of the prophet is delivered to the descendants of Israel the, the Hebrew that were taken into Babylon it's to give them hope and we see that in verse 1 where the words of creation and formation from Genesis are are used to speak to uh, Jacob, uh, O Israel. But here by the end of the passage, we are seeing that all of creation is made for God's glory. It is all humanity that is shaped by the Lord when in Genesis 2 he forms Adam from the clay. And the ultimate gathering that the Lord longs to bring extends beyond those born of Israel. It goes beyond. There's a, a difference between the start of this passage and the end. God sees his people as honoured. But that doesn't mean he wants us to be isolated from the world. He sends us into the world. The world which he has made. The world that he proclaims his love for. And we see in the New Testament, uh, at the start of Acts, uh, Jesus' ascension. The commission to the ends of the earth. This place where the daughters are going to come from are the places that we are to go. And share this news that people are precious. And he will equip us and empower us by his Holy Spirit. The Spirit which came at Pentecost. We go, we share that news. We tell the story of our faith to the prisoners of the world. Those that are held captive by sin. That they might know that they can be released. That they can take that father's hand. To take the story of the prodigal son that Leslie mentioned. That there is a father there who has his arms outstretched waiting for people to come home. Arms outstretched waiting to embrace. The end of the exile came for Israel as God gave new lands to the king that held them captive. Their freedom was bought at a price of other nations. Our freedom, our hope, our future was bought at the price of Jesus. His death on the cross, when he stretched his arms out, as he suffered, as he died, paid the price of our sins. And thereby offered forgiveness 
and eternal life to the believer. You, each one of you, are precious, honoured, and loved by God. To the extent that he gave his only son. So that you could be adopted into his family. The bread and wine that we will soon share is a reminder of that loving sacrifice. That God gives of him very self. Because he loves you. I know, I know that I am a bit clumsy. Not just in how I handle things and ornaments and precious objects and that I have this fear in a china shop. But I know that I'm clumsy in other ways too. That I might say and do things that are wrong. That's true for me. And I imagine it's true for you. I know that there are times when I sin. And I imagine that's true for you too. But I need not fear whether or not my sins are forgiven. I need not fear what will happen when I die. I need not fear for the future, for I am redeemed by the loving action of God. If you trust in the Lord Jesus, then you too will know not to be afraid of the future, but instead will live in hope. Be a people who live in hope, who trust in the Lord and who share that joy that comes from him because you are loved and you are precious in his sight. Amen.